Welcome to the Infinite Attraction Podcast, where we uncover, rediscover, and riff on Miami tech culture with a human-centric take on the builder community. We are your boots on the ground to help you navigate all that's happening in the magic city. We dive into art, music, business, wellness, fitness, psychedelics, and any exploration into living well. I'm Elizabeth Irizarry. And I'm Chris Johnston. It's good. It's good. We're on a roll again now. Yeah, we're back. Feels we're back, back, right? What'd you do no, this weekend? Back. I don't remember. That's always the problem. I do too much. Oh, yeah? Oh, I ooh, I had to do this wedding shopping experience because my cousin's was in town from California to go dress shopping. Mm. I love her, but it was intense. Yeah. It's like three stores, just back to back, wedding dresses, wedding dresses. We got to kill that ritual. Oh, my God. And then Nick made a good point. He was like, how is that industry and business? They sell a dress for a one-time experience. I was like, oh my God. I know. Well, they sell a very expensive dress a for a one-time experience. A very expensive dress for one. Anyway, that's what I did for the most part. And I also checked out this really cool spot, Layla. It's on the beach. Oh, yeah. Sick. You guys had to go. I'm going. So nice. Cool rooftop. Such a vibe. You know I'm all about the vibe. I'm, I'm going. I'm working with this uh, new client. He's kind of in stealth mode. Uh, but it did come with an all-access pass to space on Saturday, what? which, which you know, like it had been like almost ten years since I've seen say, uh, since I've seen the space cadets. I do not remember and, that. And like, and to look out at them, like, like you know, from my ivory tower, and just watch the sunlight hit them in the face, and I'm just like, oh man, you guys have not changed one bit. You know, I don't know how the demographic can just stay so solid. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we fit in anymore, man. No, no, no. <laughs> So I, I'm don't judge me, but I'm on a juice cleanse and I'm here sitting here and we're drinking this. This is okay. I started today. That's a good news. So I'm not going to scream or be cranky at anybody. Uh, I'll, oh, because you just started today. I just started today. Okay, yeah. It's early morning. That was a decision I made. Yeah, I started intermittent fasting again. I, I kind of just skip breakfast. Oh, I try I to wait that. till two. Yeah, mm. I love it. It works. I do it ever so often. You know, when my body tells me that that's the time. But let's talk about what's going on. Some current events this week. Uh. Let's just go to OnlyFans because we discussed that last week. Yeah. And Zipperoo. What, that was quick. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I think I guess I was wrong. It was not about uh their 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 brand identity. It was just about the payment process. It was the well, it was the payment process and now they realize, oh my god, we've pissed off so many people. I'm sure they went after them. Like the whole well, you no. always wonder if controversy is the a tool for PR. You know, like, I don't care what you say about me as long as you talk about me. And, you know, for every one person that knows about OnlyFans, there's probably 10 that had no idea what it was. And then let's just Was it like shut even off a full 24 hours? Like, I don't know. I mean, it was so quick. It wouldn't take me 24 hours We're to We're back to porno, decision. guys. Okay. So. Miami Tech Life is now a public benefit company. Um, I, and I say that with a question mark because I'm still trying to understand it. This just happened. I guess we're going to have to have Damien on here to explain it to us. But not a nonprofit, but rather a company with a double bottom line. Mm-hmm. Um, exclusive dinners, curated events. Um, th- there's the option to fund and invest in local o- entrepreneurs. There's more, I'm sure. It, it's just ne- that was just announcement this week. We're really excited to hear more. Yeah, it's just meant. If to you don't know what Miami Tech Life is, uh, neither do we. Uh, but but if you do know what Miami Tech Life is, then isn't this great news, guys? This yeah. is awesome. It's a community. <laughs> hey, come on. It's a community getting stronger. So if you want to find out more, because clearly we don't know that much, uh, check it out at MiamiTechLife.com. Also, I do want to talk about this NFT ring situation. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I read this this morning and I, I just literally like fell off the seat and I was like, this is becoming a thing. I'm reading it about everywhere. Now it's like I, I feel like severe FOMO. I got to buy some quick NFT. So the guy like on it was like on a Reddit posts this like story. I'm going to say my wife's name is uh, and he started creating the whole story of what really went on. So he buys this like digital NFT, right? You guys know what NFT is. I'm just explaining it for the rest of the audience of a ring and gives it to his wife, which was also his life savings. Oh, so w- ladies, come on. No, like un- uh, like the NFT is mine to keep. Is it a ring? Is it like it's not a board ape like is it going to make me money? Like, wait a second. You can't even use it as a Twitter profile. You can't. It's a ring, a digital version of a ring. Like, no, I think that was a fail. But I, I just it caught my attention. And I'm like, I see what's happening with NFTs. I see what people are trying. It, it makes yeah. me more curious. We're gonna no, have but, it on I, that but I think it's it, it, it kind of because like, you know, I mean, 
you know, the blockchain is about this immutable ledger. And really, like, who you marry is actually, I thought when you said it, I was like, that's a pretty good application of it. Like, you know, we should have, we should do do away with, like, marrying the government. And, you know, we should we should move marriage in general to the blockchain. And, uh, you but know, the and you, ring, then you can be in control of your own marriage contract. But what if the physical ring had, a, like, an NFT integration that you could scan and then you also hold both? I've never been a fan of that because it's, it's such an arbitrary relationship. Like, you know, I mean, you can, you know, okay, fine, I'm going to make an NFT of my phone. But then what is the true relationship between the phone and this NFT? You know, uh, I don't yeah, I mean, know. I think I'm just I, trying to poke holes. I'm curious and, for, like, architecture, too, how that can exist. Because, you know, I, I just had this Twitter post that I put out and I was like, what is architecture or NFT? And can I do a 3D rendering of a space that isn't done yet and do renditions of it and you own a collection of what your home could be? Yeah, yeah I'm putting this out there, guys. Talk to me, call me. I want to yeah. know. Didn't you see the Second Life documentary? There, no. Yeah, Second Life was kind of like one of the first, like, you know, true, not like, you know, there's there's totally like, you know, um, like Marrowind and, and Elder Scrolls and, you know, Diablo, all these like mass uh, World of Warcraft where kids go on and, you know, and it's like this world. But Second Life was like really for average people to just go live their life. And there's this, all these like interior designers that like made their money like before NFTs. But like you actually they would actually design your home in Second Life. And it was like, oh, you should what? you should check it. Hey, dude, it's, it's a crazy Where documentary. It's I like been? it's like 90s, too. It's like oh a, a long time. ago. Yeah, Second Life got sold off. Uh, I don't think it like but to yeah. my designers out there. We'll get into this. Yeah, no, and then and you can buy you can buy land in Decentraland. I had this whole conversation because I think commercial real estate or just real estate in general is the only asset class that's going to count. And I had this whole conversation, and he was talking about real estate in Decentraland, uh, the, where you could actually. He thought he thought that was where the future is going. And I'm like, no, I mean like Bahokee in like North Florida. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So that's definitely going to be a whole podcast episode. You know, we're going to go deep in there. Do it. So let's do it. But today on the show, I'm very excited because we have Ari Greenberg, Chief Commercial Officer at Brightline, previously founded and exited BCV, a hotel technology platform and hates hotel rooms with shower curtains. I love it. And then we also have, oh, guys, our first, 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 first person that is not physically here. It's Champ Bennett, is a recent Miami transplant that has been in tech and startups. What are you, on a boat or something? We get it. The last, So he's also the currently uh, co-founder and CEO of Capsule. Welcome. It's good What's up, guys? Hey. What's up? Thanks for having me. Yeah. This is awesome. So tell us, like, why aren't you here again? Um, well, <laughs> so I... I moved to Miami last September and I, you know, I, my wife and I had been going to Miami for years. Uh, previously, we're in New York City for like 17 or 18 years before that. Oh, wow. And then the COVID hit and then we moved to Miami um, and, you know, was really excited to do that. And then, but my wife got a job uh, in New York for the summer, actually. She's a, a private chef. And so she works with a family who lives in the Hamptons in the summer. Long story short, uh, we moved on to a sailboat. Uh, in Montauk, and so I am currently broadcasting live from said sailboat, and um, really from the water, like Philip Seymour Hoffman, like literally from the water. <laughs> well, That's you sound awesome. great, and we also got Ari on here. Ari, you're one of the first people I met down here in, in Miami Tech, Miami Tech culture. We met at like that first upstream in person <laughs> event. event, yeah. Yeah, and that was that was awesome, man. So we're here talking about mobility. Champ obviously is is the most mobile of us right this second. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 Ari, what what's uh, what brings you here? What are you doing down here in Miami? Yeah, uh, you know, I I uh, previously my company had uh, an office in Chicago and office in Miami, so I've always really been a fan of not the city, but also kind of the community that was nascent and building here and really exploded in the last you know twelve to eighteen twenty four months meeting people like yourself, Chris, and others who were always kind of building in Miami but mm -hmm. hadn't come together uh, in kind of the explosive way we saw. So I started coming down here more, ended up uh, finding an opportunity uh, with Brightline to help them relaunch their service. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with Brightline, it is the greatest train uh, out there. Currently closed. Sounds like he works for them. Right, right. No one's paying me to say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but currently running from uh, Miami, or currently shut down for COVID, but reopening uh, in November to run from Miami ding, to ding, West ding, Palm. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're getting that set back up, bringing some new kind of applications uh, on mobile and web, doing some different kind of services and experience trains. So a lot to do before then. 
Yeah, I look forward to we're going to get deep into that because I have a lot of questions. Yeah, and Brightline, when it, when it came about, like when it came to initial fruition, because I always noticed like the, the tri-rail is like way out west. It's on the wrong track. Like what are you yeah. going to do? Like what are you, where are you supposed to go? Like, yeah. you know, especially yeah. like, you know, and, and, and Champ, you, you know, you spent a lot of time in New York. You know, like those trains are integrated and you can walk places. But, you know, in, in Florida here, you know, we're, you know, we, we're car, we're car based. So when I first found out, I'm like, wow, they're going to build it on the east tracks and it's going to cut right through all the sweet areas. Uh, I think I thought that was just amazing. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, man, we're here talking about mobility. Uh, we're talking about, you know, work life, uh, work life balance. Uh, you know, we're post COVID. So, you know, all, although this was quite the hiccup w- with like the train system, I think that, you know, this reimagined world, Brightline is going to be a big part of it. So, you know, what do you what do you kind of imagine this new mobile future to look like? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I like Florida's place that like I, I feel pretty passionate about and also, you know, is at the forefront of any type of climate impacts from climate change. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so I think like there's a lot of people doing a lot of interesting stuff in the digital space around climate change and mobility. But this is like physical infrastructure like this is like really hard to do like taking years to just like put down rail to build stations so Mm -hmm. you know hopefully it has like a compounding effect in how people in florida choose to live and work right Mm -hmm. and get around um and so you know one i hope that it encourages more people to kind of have a you know a better life from a wellness perspective out of traffic less stress you know meeting more people going more places but i also hope it really stitches together the region right not just the south florida region but the mm-hmm. south florida and central florida mm-hmm. right you got mm-hmm. three of the fastest growing metros in tampa orlando and miami you know not connected by anything but like a highly congested roadway yeah uh i-95 i-95 <laughs> and then you know on the i-4 right so <laughs> You know, and that they're, we're just not going to add any more lanes because you're either in the ocean or you're in the in the swamp. So this is this has got to be the way that the Florida as a region kind of comes together. And like you know, speaking about the upstream event, I hope that a lot of both local Miamians and transplants who are more familiar with transportation can kind of like take this to the next level, right? Yeah. Become like an advocate uh, passenger base that ride regularly, that want to see its improvement, that encourage their friends and family to join, et cetera. So, you know, that's a big part of the growth that I feel like is is tapping into the, the Miami tech community as well. I love that you said the bringing together part because yeah. essentially that's the biggest issue that we have here. And it's part of so many major discussions right now is – Miami isn't just uh, Wynwood, Brickell. There's so much more. There's South Florida as a whole has so much to offer. Mm -hmm. And as we're getting jam-packed in these locations, we need to spread it out. So we have such a large community, and then we have Boca. Mm -hmm. It's tough to get the Boca community down here, and it's, it's actually tougher to get the Miami community <laughs> yeah, up believe there. Me, it's yeah. virtually impossible. I, I couldn't even get someone in Miami to go to Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. And, yeah. and and I've lived here all my life, and I'll tell you, driving around is the thing you do. Yeah. When you move to Miami, like when I hear someone doesn't have a car, I'm like, are you insane? Right. Like, how yeah. do you get anywhere? Like, right. there's no other possible way. Like, yeah. I can't, to visit my mom, yeah. it takes me, you know, it's not far, but it's still like, I, I need a car. It's yeah. impossible. Yeah. yeah. And so everyone lives so An Uber so will eat out. you alive. Oh my God, no, it doesn't work. And whatever mood they're in, they're going to change the price. Right. So it's like, they're on their period, you know? Like, so, you know, I, I, I think that we need that ability to move around to other areas. Right. Against the, the traffic is now... Oh man, I miss COVID for that reason. Like yeah. the pure pandemic last year, I had to drive still up and you know and around, and it was awesome. Yeah. There was no one on the road. I was probably going too fast. Sure, no cops around either. Uh-huh. So it was like this is fantastic. But now that the traffic is full speed, it start. I'm starting to really think about the hybrid concept of how how do we do this? Like you, I can't drive around. I'm right. losing. I got so I many got, hours. Of I got used to how much right. work. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I think that I think that's right. And so, like, look, you know, the Brightline won't be the solution for every ride, right? But like, as you start to get on Brightline, and then you start to think about a bike or a scooter, now how many trips are we replacing? And like, hopefully, it's the thing that you enjoy more doing, right? So like, now you're trying to find events and meet up places mm-hmm. that are co-located, that where you don't have to take a car, where you don't have to park, where you don't have to pay the twenty dollar garage fee, whatever it might be. Uh, and it's more accessible and convenient for everybody. So, you know, hopefully it's not just a mode shift, but a mind shift that we're trying to trying to bring about here. 
Yeah, yeah, man. I feel like I just want to buy up land all around the Brightline station. Let's do it. I'm ready to start that fund. <laughs> both both digital Great both idea. digital real estate and physical real estate. And sec- <laughs> the Second Life Brightline stations and the, and the real ones. Mm, I'm liking this. <laughs> all right. What are you expecting in terms of um, people who are actually riding Brightline? Is it more commuter or is it more just people who want to bounce away for the weekend and and you know go somewhere they've never been before? Yeah. I mean, that's like that was one of the more eye opening things for me you know just as like a a passive transit enthusiast right and watcher you know most of our transit systems are really built around commuter patterns uh and when that's but brightline is a real exception like when it was running in 2019 a very low percentage of the ridership came from commuters and it was primarily a leisure product uh which Mm -hmm. makes sense for florida right like one i feel like florida as a place that doesn't have has less of a population that is nine to five anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like number two, like there are tons of things to do and people come down here to do things to do, whether it's concerts, beaches, you know, whatever it is. So I feel like actually like Brightline will main, will continue to be a leisure product. And then when we open Orlando, it'll even become more of a leisure product. So I think that's always going to be a unique feature of it. But I think that's also the customers that we're, we're building for, right? Like, and obviously, you know, whether you're a commuter or someone who's going to Orlando, you're going to enjoy the lounges and, and the onboard service and all that. But maybe as a leisure person compared to commute, commuter, you have a little more time to enjoy all those amenities. So that's what we want to make make you think about how it how it can incorporate into your lifestyle, right? Whereas like, you know, Champ, when we talked about it, like a lot of Amtrak or Metro North, it's a utility, right? Like yeah. it's yeah. a it's a just a utility. You check in, you check out, you don't really think about it unless it's not working. With Brightline, we hope you're like thinking about it more as like a great place to be in and an experience of your evening, right? Oh, I want to go to the heat game, but I'd rather go to the heat game on Brightline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, we talked a little bit too about kind of like the the virgin America of of trains and how there there's like such a missed opportunity, even with Amtrak. I, you know, I would go back and forth from uh, New York and, um, and Virginia all the time where my parents live and I would take the Amtrak and I would do the sleeper cars. And it's like, the coolest thing ever, except that they were designed, I don't know, 40 years ago. Right. Right. Like, yeah. right. And built 37 and years like ago. Total trash. Right. Um, but you know, it had it, but it is an incredible way to travel and given the right circumstances and experiences and the right design, it could be something that people just do for fun. Right. And, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super psyched about, about Brightline for that, for yeah. that reason. When I used it myself, like yeah. it was a for fun experience. Yeah. It was, you know, I don't need to go to West Palm Beach with my cousin with a ticket that the heat gave me. Right. I, I'm just going to go do it because we're going to drink along the way. We're yeah. going to sit down a little, you know, it yeah. was it was the experience. Yeah. And then we got there and there was no concern of where we're going to park. Yeah. Chose West Palm because it was the closest to the downtown. Right. So if I'm going to ride it for the first time you know i want to go as further yeah you know so that was the the choice there um i do believe for the heat games like i'm a heat you know fan and the stadium is rough like even if you have your access to your you know the parking uh it's still rough getting in and out gets congested in the area so i I think that for those kind of experiences for all the transplants coming here Mm -hmm. that want to explore you know we want to amplify other cities that yeah. would be another good way for them to explore the city. Yeah, I, I just think Florida has so much going on once you get a little bit outside your bubble. And to your point, like, you know, people in Miami don't really think about West Palm, but, like, what they're doing with Rosemary Square and all the stuff up there, like, that's a that's a great yeah. day up there. And, like, so how can you start thinking about all the amenities that you have by choosing to live here? I just think it really expands your, your universe. So yeah, for that, sure. And West Palm has really become, like, They've really developed like a brand almost. Like, you and if so? you guys haven't seen it, like, yeah, it's very, it's like, it's almost like warehouse glam or something. Yeah. Like, everything is kind of warehousey. Like, they have like Grandview Public. They have a couple uh-huh. of those, like, yeah. those, like, kind of like, but I mean, anyone who's been to Quincy Market is going to be like, this is not a market. But like, they do a lot of those <laughs> things. They do a lot of those things like that up there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's definitely something they should experience. But, but how's that? Because I know like a big, a big thing in, in like delivery and commerce is that last mile delivery. Like, yeah. wh- wh- what do you, what do you see the solution so, for that last mile? Yeah. I'm really excited. And we can talk a little bit about it here. And, you know, obviously go to gobrightline.com and sign up for and sign and, and subscribe to our email list so you can get all the, the juicy updates. But, 
uh, you know, one of the things that we that when the team was running it in 2019, the feedback that we got was like the biggest friction to coming back or riding again was first and last mile. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, how do I get to the station? I chose West Palm because it was closest. But how, if I maybe I would have chosen Fort Lauderdale if I knew how to get to Las Olas from the station, whatever it was. And so we really tried to reimagine how we serve our customers by thinking about the total trip not just station to station. And what we'd like to be able to do is make sure that we are integrating with other modes and offering our own set of services to connect people from their house to the station or from their station to the final destination. So that includes you know, bikes and scooters, uh, private car service, shared car service. And we'll be able to talk about all that a little bit more in the next 30 days or so, but I'm really excited about it. I'm also really excited to see how people use it. You know, If you can look at a single application plan your entire trip and whether it's one mode or two modes or three modes, I think that helps people make the transition from like, oh, the keys are in my pocket, the cars are in the driveway to like, oh, I can get to Fort Lauderdale. I can get to like my grandma's house and I know how to do all that. So we're really excited to bring bring that concept to life. Um, and it's not going to be easy, right? Uh, yeah. You know, give us give us a little bit of grace as, as, as we launch it. But yeah. like uh, it's ambitious. And, you know, I think I think everyone here in Miami is certainly on the side of the ambitious. Yeah, that's going to solve so much. You know, that the biggest complaint here is is that it's right. like moving around and how difficult that can be. I think you get stuck in 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 Wynwood and, and in Brickell and you realize that really quickly. Like I lived in Edgewater mm-hmm. and there weren't always a scooter around. And I necessarily did not want to ride a scooter. Right, it's not super get, safe all the time, no. right? Like a death stick. I yeah. busted I busted my ass one time on the scooter. I, I also oh. had a drink after the arena. Oh, yeah. It was one, you know, whatever. Yeah. They don't even allow the scooters in Winwood because they're like, no, no. like well, there would be a death of I mean, day. Like, not not to not to shit on scooters, but like that's a huge problem in Miami. Like I ride a scooter, but like you cross the wrong block and it like shuts down. You cross the other block oh. and it like goes slow. Like oh my you don't. God, I didn't even know that. So annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. I'm like, I've only taken it for short distances uh, you, is, I, yeah. but even you taking you know chris talking about Winwood, like i think it's like on one side of miami avenue it's exactly. fine exactly and on the other side it's like whoa you can't go here you're like well i know who told me this like well i, supposed to I do know it? i know well i i see it because Winwood is just has a little bit of that lawlessness i think to it like <laughs> yes. and, and 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 i think that yeah i think it would definitely it would it would not be a good idea to to just let everyone run around Winwood because it's already congested i mean pretty much Every day looks like Winwood. Uh, what what art walks used to look like ten years ago? Right, but like, but don't you think like Winwood as a place? Like, what if you took the cars out of it? Like, the reason why the scooters don't work—that's a good idea—is because like it shut is lawless. Shut down second. There's no kind of pedestrian area, and like, there's no, there's no like, there's nothing like slowing cars down there. So it is a death stick, right? Whether you're on yeah. a bike or you're trying to cross the street, you're just like, is this guy going to stop for me, or is he going to go fifty miles an hour? When, like, it should be a pedestrian right away through there. Like, how much more would that activate the space if it was, like, you close down 2nd Avenue, you close down some of this, it's scooter, bikes, it's walking. Like, I think it's made for that. And I don't think we're ambitious enough in how we think about our roadways. Yeah, and then awesome. there's there's not enough space for everything that we're adding, right? Yeah. And then you've got all these little small, oh, my God, this is a new thing on the beach. It's been, like, for a while. What do you call those slingshots? It's like a, what? have you seen it? It's like, like the one wheel? No, yeah, it's like. I think it's one in the front and two in the back, uh, and it's called the slingshot. Oh, the, and it's, the, the, open, it's like a car almost. And, but it's like it's but like it's a open. big it's, motorcycle. Yeah, 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 it's like a giant okay. motorcycle, and uh-huh. they're like just like zoom, zoom, all over, and they're bright green and bright blue, and and they're just so tacky. And then these people <laughs> are—they look awesome. These, yeah, I'm I'm convinced these people just believe that they look so cool, and they're like some celebrity and they're just just taking up the entire like lane and they're driving fast and i'm like what the heck i'll take that over the cement trucks with the 12s in the back with playing the loud music but that's the problem it's like you have so many different like and and then there's also these little tiny ones i guess for the people that can afford those that are like really really small cars and they look like like for children Uh and they're on they have a motor they're in like the street so on the beach now. side, you guys may not experience right. as much on this side, but they're starting the slingshots are in Winwood. Starting already. to come over here. Yeah, yeah. So that's gets that's more traffic. Yeah. On just like tourist, yeah. like because it's also so most of it is tourist traffic, right. but it's really annoying. It's like how like we need space, guys. Like yeah. give us room, and then you've got the bikes, and then you've got the people on the scooters, yeah. the people rollerblading. Like it's a lot. Well, I think I think like and I think that right there is like the the shift that is hard to make is like what what's our space for right it's for people 
not for vehicles, right? And so if cars are going to take up the most space, like even your slingshot takes up like a little less space and it's mm-hmm. probably annoying because of the high CCs or whatever. But, you know, like how do we design those spaces for people? Because mm-hmm. that's like, what, you know, that's who's going to buy stuff. That's who's going to keep your local shops in business, your restaurants in business. So, you know, that's, you know, I think that is just kind of like the, how we need to think about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like that. All right, what's up with these? I read about a company that got funded. I forget the name of it, but it was probably like six months ago. That's doing like they're basically like planes, but they're they're like on the water. They're like amphibious aircraft. Somehow they're transporting people on the water. Have you heard of this? No, but I I have not. Uh, What can you tell me? What else? What more do you know? That's kind of the. That's it. <laughs> so I'll tell you. I'll tell you the companies that we've talked to are the Evil, the e- Electric Vertical Takeoff and Landing companies, like Joby. Have yeah. you guys seen these? So yeah, you know, yeah. I got a jump jet. Like no, like air taxis, which have been promised. Like I feel like as long as as long as we've been promising autonomous vehicles, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and probably are both still like very far off in the distance. But it's like basically like four passenger electronic vertical and takeoff and landing from like any type of parking garage to any type of parking garage. And so they seat like two to six people, uh, you know, and there's different like Archer's a company, Joby's a company uh, that are promising this. And obviously Miami with the mayor is trying to bring them all here to do their pilots. Uh, And I think Mm -hmm. that that could be super cool, but it's not like a mass like people are going to do it. They're going to pay a couple hundred bucks to go from like downtown to South Beach for the arrival of South Beach, right? To like show up in your air taxi, <laughs> yeah. right? Get into your blue tacky slingshot, right? And like cruise out, right? Yeah, like, I was on a call with the city and there, it was with um, Aston Aero, Aero, okay. Aero, I don't yeah, know yeah. if you've heard of him. Yeah. Um, and it's like urban air mobility. It's really what it is. And yeah. It's flying machines that transport passengers. <laughs> yeah, right. like it's, it's interesting and they have a lot of information. It's been, it's being done. It's just quite an investment. Um, yeah. Well, and I, some risks too, and but I, they're also having that discussion. The city is like highly engaged on these discussions, yeah, on air mobility. Well, so, what like, do you how think? Do we... H- handicap it for me. Like, when are we seeing an air taxi? Like, what in your opinion? <laughs> I know you had, it's you had a long time before I get in one. You had to bet your NFT ring. They're on already when, on when we were going to see <laughs> an air taxi. I think as soon as two years. Maybe, two years. Yes. Okay. I think as soon based on the call that I was on. Yeah. And the information that was being proposed, yeah. like. What I think they're going to work on doing first is using it for transport really quick to test it out with like delivering items. You know, like Amazon was talking about like using drones, right? So they're going to use it for transport first so they can really test it. And then with air taxi for people, right? But it, you know, I think what they're working on is like how high end is that going to (laughs) be? Yeah. Right. Well, I think about like how many of those could you get in the air? Like, could you ever have like, a thousand air taxis yeah. like moving around downtown Miami. Like I think what? So. Automated like, air traffic control. Right. And just don't let the two, t- we, t- two we, dots, <laughs> two dots touch. We can't even get like autonomous cars that are like on the ground. This is adding a third dimension into that. Like, but, I just but think, there's like, nothing. But like, the, I think the thing, uh, the hard thing about autonomous cars is is, is like the people, the the drivers that get yeah. in the way. There's nothing in the way of there. Just get the. You know, scare the birds somehow. But, and, but it avoids huge infrastructure projects. Right. And it's still lower emissions. It is. They're the, electric. Right. I it, don't know. I'm not against it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of liking it. I'm, I'm giving you something that's I'm competition. Not, I'm, not, I'm not against it either. I don't think, and we, like, I think for us it's a great partnership, right? It's in the same way we think about first and last partnership. mile. Partnership? No, it sounds like a good acquisition, man. I want like a, I want like a. <laughs> train, a train, a train. on air yeah. and on water. Roof like, opens yeah. up. <laughs> get the water. So we'll get with Champ right. and we'll get the details. Right. So right. Brightline, air, it, water, actually. land. Air, water, land. Oh, we got it. I mean, we do want to think about our stations as like really innovative mobility hubs. So whether that's like the largest electronic electric charging infrastructure or partnering with one of these air taxi companies. So you could go like, Hey, I want to go from West Palm to South beach. And like, we give you an option. Once you get to the Miami station, either you can take like a private Tesla, a shared vehicle or an air taxi. Right. Uh, would be, would be amazing. I just, you know, um, yeah. Okay. I found that I found this company by the way. Okay. It, excellent. It was killing me. So I, I had to Google it. Uh, it's called Regent. <laughs> craft.com regent craft and give us give us the headlines okay the, the headline is coastal travel it's 100 percent electric it looks like a seaplane and so i guess somehow they because they don't fl- so it is a seaplane but it doesn't actually go more than like i don't know 10 or 20 feet off the water and okay so maybe it 
gets around FAA regulations that way or something. Uh-huh. It's essentially a boat, but because it's not in the water, it can go ultra fast. Uh, oh. And it looks like it goes 180 drag. miles per hour. Yeah, low, yeah, so it has low drag, uh, completely electric, says they can do... Uh, oh, man, yeah, that, that, looks, that looks nice. Tasty. Yeah. We just I mean, looked at it. Yeah, it looks pretty, it looks pretty <laughs> sick. Oh, right? it looks Look really that. nice. Look at that. Really sick. Eight props. Where do you think, is it, are they saying where they're going to try to launch this or pilot it? Or they found, like, a location? Um, well, I feel like when I read about it, they were talking about Miami, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I just imagined that. There's so um, much opportunity. But then I'd see them talking about, like, New York to Hamptons, Boston yeah. to Nantucket, that kind of, like... You know, do I do I drive? Do I take a, a private plane? Do I take a ferry? Question mark. And right. It sounds like they can do it faster than all of those and potentially cheaper. Which that would be amazing. I mean, I do. You got to give you know uh, you know significant props to the Miami my mayor and the team here. Like, just the fact that they are been so outwardly open to all of this means that people like this that have ideas that want to bring it here are like trying to bring to Miami first, right? Like, yeah, you know, especially you, now, right? And you go to New York or something. The first thing they're gonna tell you is like, here's the ten reasons you can't do it, mm-hmm. right? Or here's yeah, the you need eight. a medallion, right? right? <laughs> yeah, well, that worked out. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so like I do think like it would be great if like we keep Miami kept like this this crown of like you know being open to new mobility options. I think mm-hmm. it just it creates a lot of different space. Yeah, we're just open minded. Yeah. So how do you market like the Brightline coming back and getting users again? Like, yeah, uh, I come know, on. Like, well, I'm hoping mostly for this podcast to do most <laughs> of the work. So like, I don't know. Did I need a plan beyond this? Basically, my two it's a two prong attack. One is this podcast. Two is Champ's boat going up and down South Beach. Right. So uh, you know, beyond that, I haven't really thought about. No. So I mean, we we are going to start ramping up our marketing activity is mid-September uh, and October and we've got a bunch of events and obviously we'll do a big digital play uh, out at home and we'll kind of try to be wherever we can. Uh, you know, our goal certainly for 2021 is to just wake back up the market like, hey, we're back and here's all the new things that we're coming back with. The huge new F&B food hall, we're coming back with more mobility services, we're coming back with a loyalty program. Uh, we've really kind of tried to step it up uh, and really think about Brightline 2.0. So we're going to do that and then obviously see tons of ridership, mostly from you guys coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then you know, we'll continue to iterate on the service and hopefully expand service, uh, get everyone ready for Orlando 12 months from now. So do us original users get something extra, you know, because we're, we're... How about Joe Radio listeners? Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> gets a coupon code or something? Well, I mean, I, for real, I mean, we, we have absolutely love and depend on uh, all, everyone that rode in 2019 so if you had an account in 2019 and we still have your email address you know you, we will be sending out a unique offer for those past riders to get uh you know a substantial either early access to some of our rides mm-hmm. uh, and i think in, i know we're talking about doing a miami tech ride uh to bring people back and then uh hopefully you know you get those discount offers and then you roll into regular pricing uh in 2022 yeah i could see this like also being partnerships with so as new companies are starting to to come here, because a lot of the the business is it's new business, right? It's, right, a lot of growth along the corridor. Yeah, right? there's yeah. not it's not so much existing business. Mm-hmm. It's really new business moving into mm-hmm. different locations. When they realize that they can't afford the real estate in that area and they have to move to another area, why yeah. don't you partner with those organizations? And say, hey, let them live in Wynwood, but go work in Boca yeah. and go have the office there. It takes them this much time to get in and out like break a deal with the company itself and offer that uh, i'm open to deals if there are people here looking for deals on this podcast please please reach out to me uh no but (laughs) we are absolutely trying to make that part of the lifestyle right so if you're a company moving from somewhere right and you set up in miami or somewhere you know that your employees are probably looking at housing options all across the corridor from like boca to fort lauderdale to places in between and like the best way for them to encourage them to make the move is to say listen like they've got this amazing train we, part of your benefits package will include this train access. So we're absolutely trying to get that channel partnership going on the sales side with B2B. You know, but also I think we really wanted to increase our distribution channels. So previously you couldn't buy a monthly pass online. You can buy a 10-pack online. You know, and we talked about, you know, Miami being a leisure market. I really think kind of the bundled pack offering, which allows you to mm-hmm. buy a set of tickets at a fixed rate and discounted yeah. rate, is the right product for probably most of the people who've ridden our train before. Yeah. You know, I feel like you're like, okay, like I'll probably ride 10 times between now and the end of the year. So let me get that. Let me lock that in and I don't have to worry about oh, it. Oh, if there's like more time and you're not expiring in a month. Then no, then expire, expire in a year. Yeah. Right? Oh, so, I like that. Yeah. 
Um, and so those are some of the offers we're coming back to our past riders. Say, hey, make a little bit more of a commitment to us, and we'll certainly make a commitment to you. Uh, so the distribution channels, the marketing channels, B two B, you know, it's it's a it's a full effect, right? We're not we're not really sparing any expense and trying to come back and trying to generate uh, new, bring back old riders and capture capture new riders. I like that. What what's coming that you can share mm. that's mm. new that we maybe haven't read about? You if guys you can't, can, you can't see this at home, but I'm getting a lot of eyebrow raises here, right? <laughs> and there's a lot of give you know, us something, right? We so, want to know. Yeah, I mean, so I think that the three things and you know that are really unique to what Brian's coming back with is the new food hall by Sam Nazir and SBE, which is already already out in the market. You can take a look. He has got a company called Citizen or C3. Uh, we Brightline also are going to have an expanded bar offering, uh, that's going to be behind the gates, uh, which is going to be super cool. Uh, and then the two other things is our loyalty program, which we didn't have before, which we're still kind of, you know, in, in the mix with, and, and maybe we flip it to that. Like, I'd love to start getting some feedback on what people want to see in a loyalty program, right? Like, mm-hmm. yes, we're going to have points. Yes, you can redeem points, but like, are there loyalty programs that you guys love or what would you, what would make you a board ape? A board eight, right? <laughs> Different. I want the top five riders right. to get board eight. Top, top NFT, NFT of our train. I like it. There you go. I like things yeah. involved with the heat because that gets me excited. Well, like, we do. We, and, we have a we yeah. have a great partnership with the heat. So you know, we you know, we whenever there's a heat game, the last train leaves thirty minutes after after the heat game, so everyone can get home on time. And you know, we're walkable to the stadium, and we're gonna do some in stadium kind of cool activations as well. Um, but like from loyalty, like what what should it be like? You know. Get, ride five times, get a free heat ticket. Like, what yeah, would you, something yeah. like that. That's what I meant. You yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. give me a free heat ticket after I've written so many yeah. times, or if uh, uh, I could ride from here to Orlando and Orlando's open because yeah. I've reached X. You know, so I think that those kind of things, free, yeah. maybe yeah. a free ride after 10, twenty, whatever like it is, it whatever you want to call it. It doesn't even have to be a, a fixed reinforcement cycle either. You can kind of just like it, you it, can just it, the more you ride, the better chance you have to get these these random rewards. It'd be okay. fun if they kind of changed too, like. You know, like with time, more so dynamic, it, like yeah. kind of rewards and different offerings. Yeah, because then it gets people more excited. Maybe one person is interested in the heat, but someone else isn't. Maybe someone is NFT, and we're oh my god, we're giving out this NFT. Yeah. And I think you need to have variety because you have a different audience all across. So. I think it would be. That's actually, you know, I, I said it as a joke, but now I'm thinking about it. it. Actually, would be cool to partner with like a local artist with like a limited NFT drop for people at different loyalty tiers. I think that would be cool. Why not? The yeah. heat has NFTs that they came out with, and they have different levels of yeah. it too that you can. Get. Yet. Yeah. And then if you were, if you, you know, if you're met, if you have access to something, they send it to you earlier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're a sponsor or you've been a sponsor, yeah. like they give you access to it earlier. So you you can choose to purchase. So mm-hmm. like, that's another thing. Maybe on a different level, I'm a premium because I buy X amount of what, right, 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 line tickets a right. year or whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, that would be another way. So there's, I think you can offer fun partnerships with local businesses around the city mm-hmm. like engaged more with the community yeah and that will get you not only their their fan base right yeah yeah you know? i'm trying to i just i don't want it to become like uh like you know a lot of loyalty programs are like and we'll have some component of this but it's like you know ride 10 times and get 10 percent off at, at bob's yeah, bob's fish and chips right yeah. which is no, fine right something like, like yeah Something much more get with the times. Get a smoothie <laughs> at Chris. At, <laughs> or get the space cadets. You know, uh, that'd be good. <laughs> or yeah. or not good. Yeah. And tell us, yeah. lastly, like how many locations are planned for? Do we know of right now? Like, right now. Yes. Right. Right what, now. This what moment, do we have right now? Right now, we got Miami, mm-hmm. Fort Lauderdale, West Palm. That's what we're going to open with in November, and then over the course of 2022, we're going to open two fantastic stations: one in Aventura. And one uh, in every everyone's favorite uh, small small town Bo- of Boca. Oh, that's uh, that's that's this next coming year, twenty twenty two. We're going to open the Boca station. And for when's sure. Orlando? Orlando is going to be t- early twenty twenty three. Oh, good. I yeah. thought I thought we were I thought we were losing to Orlando. All right, nice. No, next I don't year think so. Boca. He's like next year. Actually, because my sister just got a job as a producer with the Heat, and and she would definitely take advantage of it because you know you know what's your si- what's your sister's name? Janelle. Janelle, we need some Heat deals. Uh, <laughs> please, I, I'm sure she's listening. To Podcast, uh, yeah, right? yeah, okay. for sure, for okay. sure. I feel like Elizabeth's actually better in, in with the heat, but uh, okay. but, but Hi, yeah, yeah, no, we're 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 good, we're good. We'll make this happen. Chant, did I hear? Did I hear you try to chime in? 
Oh, I said free drinks. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean that is part of the leisure, like in the lounge and obviously in premium class, uh, you will get, yeah. you know, free drinks and all. Uh, and then, you know, maybe there's something where we do, a, like I want to make sure we have some local distillery or brewery partnerships that yeah. we're incorporating in there. Zach the Baker, but avocado like, toast. But, the, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was going to say, like, that's one of the things that, like, if you've been to Yankee Stadium or Shea Stadium in recent years, like, they did an amazing job of just like partnering with all of the best local food companies so you're not getting like trash food from yeah the stadium it's like actually good food Mm -hmm. uh is that what it's going to be like on brightline so i think the the food hall you know uh run by c3 is bringing in a lot of the ip that they have so like you know they got crispy rice and a couple other stuff so it's not like it's not like generic airport food right it's definitely going to be you know have like high quality food in there on the train, you know, I think most of what we're going to have for this commuter segment or the West Palm, the South segment, as we call it, is going to be more around snacks. We will have some hot mm-hmm. food available, but I think really when people want hot food, it's when they're going to Orlando. Like, you know, yeah. I don't I don't think for the one hour trip, you're like, give me yeah. that margarita flatbread. Well, it may not be bad to take a meeting <laughs> right. on the train. Well, I, ho- I hope people do take meetings on the train. Yeah. You know, we've got the four tops for tables. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, what, what are the levels? Like, if I'm going on there, I'm, you know, what yeah. what, what can I, what are my options to get from, like, here to uh, West Palm? we got two, two classes of service. we got uh, Smart uh, and Premium, right? And so the, the kind of the difference in the classes is, you know, one, in Premium, you get a little bigger seat. Uh, you've got the... Indi- you got the independent aisle seat as well, and then you've got lounge access, and you've got complimentary uh, snacks and snacks and beverages on in premium class, and you get a little more loyalty points for riding up there. Okay, and then um, smart. And then just... smart is the elevated standard class that you've come to know and love. Uh, nothing, nothing new in that class of service per se. So, what about like a? You said conference rooms. Is there are there, are there conference rooms? Are there there are conference rooms in all the stations. Yeah. Uh, oh, they're in the stations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's not on. So there's just seats on the trains, but then there's conference well, rooms so at the stations. It, yeah, and then the, you know, if you've been on the train, you know, you've obviously got the standard seats, but you've also got the four tops that face each other, right? Mm-hmm. So if you yeah. if you want to, exactly. So if you're bringing, and if you book as a group, you know, you're more likely to get that four top, uh, and then it's got a table, so you could do food, you could get a bottle of champagne, you know, make it make it a whole event, right? You know, if it's your that's camp- gonna get wild. Yeah. yeah, I think that'd be cool. We were talking about like what would be the right kind of f and b amenity for a party of four that booked that that booked that table a fireplace <laughs> <laughs> and like and like and like a s'mores kit or something is that there what you're you thinking go. yeah well, Should I was be thinking like at that. Live, you know, when they have uh, when you order bottle service at Live, and right. they come out with the signs and everything. I mean, if yeah. you could do that, the sparklers, then, the sparklers, yeah. Yeah. do that in premium, right? Like, I yeah. mean, we got to talk to the FRA, I'm but I'm sure they'll be cool with it. Like yeah, the Tito's, the Tito's like light up guitar yeah. that comes out. Yeah, when you get it. So, what are some of the other things around the world that like, if any of you ever seen? Like things that they've done during transportation. Like I always imagine, like the trains, uh, you know, in some movies, like in um, what was that one Wes Anderson movie? They feel like they were always in like a like a, they had like their own little room. It wasn't yeah. just a four top like roomette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Are there... That's what that's what Champ was talking about. I do think, and we actually Champ and I were trading emails about this company that just uh, launched in Europe, but they're not actually launching for like four years. Called Midnight Trains. Uh, and what they're doing is on all they have a lot better rail service, obviously, in Europe, but they've got a lot of access capacity between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. because mm. there's not a lot of people that want to take trains. But midnight trains, the same because you don't have the right product. Right. It's like, hey, if you actually had a great sleeper coach, like I would definitely do that and like save on the hotel room. So now I'll pay you 200 bucks or whatever for that room because I'm getting my transportation and my overnight. So I think that is like a really great concept mm. that, you know, come to the States as well. And then champs. Champ was the the customer of that, right? Going from Richmond to New York, he's like, "Yeah, I could drive, whatever, but like, it's awesome to sleep on a train. And even though this this sleeper room is forty years old, it's still better than what the alternative is." So I, I think there's a lot of innovation possibility. I think there's there. a lot of for Miami too, because I know a lot of people want to come down to Boca and party in Miami and go back. And unless you're a space cadet, then you can just come out in the morning and jump back on. But a lot of people, you know, are not going to party until the sun comes up. Yeah. So you know, maybe maybe yeah, could we get like one? Could we get like a like a two, like a two twenty a.m. train that just goes north. Like I think that, I think that'll get some. Maybe, maybe just once a week One we do a pilot, train. like On a Fridays, like, or... like a like a rave train, like like something like that. Like yeah, Not yeah. Like... Actually, we could have the party continue yeah. on the train. That's a yeah. good idea too. I was yeah. thinking just you know, I think just, just getting out. picked up. Like you just need a late yeah. night train for the ones yeah. that party just here waters. late in the yeah. city. That'd be cool. I mean, if you think there'd just, be demand for it, we could try it out. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So like, I'll make demand for it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Where, How many so people Chris, we need? Where do you but think? Chris, you're you're yeah. right. Like, I think that there is, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, was Darjeeling Limited that you were talking about. Everyone has this romantic, romanticized idea of what it's like to like travel cross, cross country on a train trip. And it's like this almost lost art of travel that I feel like is completely missing. And I think in Europe, you know, there's a lot of, there's still a lot of train travel there, but it's still mostly kind of like getting from point A to B. But this company uh, that, that Ari was referring to, Midnight Trains, I don't know a lot about them, honestly. I, I don't even know how I found them. Um, or maybe Ari, you, you were the one that sent we, it to we, me. But, yeah. but check it out. I mean, it's literally like, you know, staying at a really nice hotel and you have this incredible, you know, experience. There's good food. There's good, uh, you know, the rooms are really nice. They're, they're like, you know well appointed kind of like mm. a nice hotel room oh, would be. we're pulling it up here yeah yeah and it's like yeah. this thing that you you know it's almost like the journey becomes the experience itself and i think that that's like a total total missing so much of travel in the u.s and somewhat yeah you know, you know internationally too, anyone listening. mostly i think in the u.s we hate it it's like, tedious it's tedious something you gotta get get through yeah yeah, we hate being on trains, we hate being on planes, we hate being on buses. There's literally nothing that we like to do related to travel anymore. Yeah. yeah. And it just feels like such an incredible opportunity for well, it's companies been so commoditized. to come into this space. Yeah, it's commoditized yeah. and it's, you know, a race to the bottom in every possible way. Mm. But I do think there's a, tra- a segment of travelers who'd be willing to pay a premium to, like, actually enjoy the experience yeah. of travel. And even before this train company, there was another company that I think got uh, crushed by COVID but was, like, a startup out of out of San Francisco that was trying to do overnight bus service between L.A. and San Francisco, and it was the same type of thing. It was, like, you didn't have seats. You all had kind of, like, a two, two-level two bunk beds with a shower on board so, like, everyone could, like, you know, board at 11 p.m., be in L.A. by, be in LA by 5 a.m., ready to go. And I think, like, to your point, like, if, if Brightline can do anything – Beyond you know running its rail service very well and attracting a high class uh, high a high quality group of customers, but if it can kind of also you know create this renaissance of reimagining the journey, right? So it's beyond yeah. the tedium, yep. but it's actually part of your overall experience. Like you're looking forward to do. It. I'm not going to Orlando. I'm going to Orlando and I'm taking Brightline, right? It's like yep. part part of the effort. I think that'd be awesome. Um, and I think it goes back to as well what you were saying, Elizabeth, earlier is, is like travel has become also about productivity. You know, people also are like want to get out of their car because their car is their least productive environment and like they can do other things talk to their friends be social do work whatever it is really opens up more of the day for them and i think that's a huge part of where what what customers want today yeah there's no use it on the personal level yeah there's no wi-fi on a plane i'm upset right (laughs) you know i'm like what do i I do yeah i'm so i'm all about like enjoying the journey and not just the destination yeah and and i think that I love, I'm seeing this midnight train and I'm like, yeah. oh, when do I book one? Yeah. Cause Four years from I, now. I'm, I'm all about that. Right. Like I, I love that experience that along the way we get so, and that's that frustration that yeah. we, we get to the destination already. Like, yeah. it's, it's just like, yeah. I don't want to be here. Yeah. So I think that definitely having. And COVID's yeah. made it worse. Right. I mean, like, you know, it's like, it's way more stressful to travel now with the masks and everyone's kind of on on level 10 already ready to get in fights with everybody. And it's like, you know, it's just no way to take the stress out of it anymore. We're just adding stress back into it. Oh man. I wonder if that, I wonder if that is going to, um, increase people's willingness to pay for a more like private experience too. I mean, like, you know, I'm much more, I'm thinking a lot more when I'm traveling by air, I'm like, you know what? I'd rather just pay for first class when I normally wouldn't because it's like, I just don't want to be around a ton of people. I mean, you're still around a lot of people, but it's just like, it's a little bit. It's a little bit less in my corner of the plane, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I wonder if that's going to increase people's appetites for more kind of like curated travel experiences, even if they end up costing a little bit more. Yeah. You know, we haven't talked about uh, Brightline West at all. That's the LA to Vegas line uh, that we're also currently building. But we've also kind of thought about different uh, cars and cabins that or coaches that we might do there, including like a bar coach or maybe something where it's like there's four roomettes on that coach as well. So we're in we're you know we have kind of a, a Siemens media event coming up. Talk more about that, but it's it's that that's exactly kind of where we're going, Champ. Like, what are what's the next level customer going to want from a more curated experience to make it part of their total journey? Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Love so, it. Champ, you you've actually been so. I think a big part of this mobility thing is this asynchronous work because you know you can't 
you know, you, you know, this this mobility thing has has been a renaissance because people don't need to, you know, Commute. pound the office forty right. hours a week. Um, so yeah. do you see, do you see asynchronous work as you know? How do you see that changing flows of uh, of of how people operate? Yeah, well, I can give you the, the, the small company experience because um, that's the state that I'm in currently and kind of have been for. And you know, how big is Capsule? Sorry, how, how many people you got working for you now? We're seven right now. Okay, yeah. Uh, so we we launched Capsule a year ago uh, this month and uh, raised our first round of funding in December, um, and are really like on a mission to try to help small businesses, large businesses, businesses of all kinds uh, create more video content. And actually, I think Brightline might even be a customer of ours. Right. Or, we're or working, working on, on it. Yeah. Customer of ours. Um, and, and so, you know, my perspective from it as a business owner and um, trying to figure out how do I want to build this company, uh, remote is incredible, right? Because um, there's no overhead costs in terms of office. I can hire from anywhere in the world. Um, and my employees love it because they get a lot of flexibility in their day. Um, and so like it checks a lot of boxes that I think startups really love. Now, the one thing that's obviously missing is the, you know, the, the, the close knit interaction and, and the serendipity that comes with being in a shared space with other people. Um, but at the moment, honestly, I think the tools uh, are getting so much better for communicating um, that, that I'm not so worried about that, at least in the short term. I think long term as a company starts to grow, Maybe you get to the, like the 20, 30 employees mark where it's very difficult for people to exchange ideas um, virtually. Then maybe a physical space becomes uh, much more important. But I still even then sort of imagine that being, at least for me, um, more of a hybrid scenario as opposed to, hey, let's all go back to yeah. an office 40, 50, 60 hours a week. I just, for me personally, I, I just don't see that ever happening again. Yeah, um, found- and I'm kind of glad that like this, this all sort of happened. I mean, obviously not COVID, but yeah. some of the results of COVID. Yeah. Yeah, I found your your product to be very serendipitous because like you can kind of just leave these capsule videos places and let people find them, you know. Where if you're if if you're not at the water cooler for the serendipitous moment, then you missed it. But then like, would you have something that it seems that you know you can kind of like leave your mark? Like, I wonder if there could be like a capsule a capsule like guest a guest uh, a guest book on the on these trains or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah right? that's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of our customers use it in the in that way of um, trying to. Um, collect video content from their customers because so much of that um, content is is just incredible marketing material, right? So if you're on Brightline and you had an incredible experience and, you know, you get an email the next day that's like, how was your ride? Would you rather record a video or, uh, you know, give us a five-star rating? And if you record a video, maybe we'll give you some, you know, give you we'll an give NFT. You yeah, you get an FT, you get a four day. Yeah, maybe they got um, that guy's wedding ring. He doesn't need it anymore. Yeah, and everybody wins in that scenario, right? Yeah. And now Brightline has this incredible content that they can use for marketing materials or for social proof or whatever it is. Um, and yeah, so so definitely, you know, there's been a lot of activity with regard to synchronous video, um, obviously with Zoom and, right. and everything else. Um, but I think asynchronous videos, it, there's a bunch of interesting products, Capsule included that are coming out on the market that are really tapping into that idea. Oh, yeah. yeah. I use asynchronous video every day, almost. Really? Mm-hmm. What's, uh, your, what's your short elevator pitch for Capsule? Because I am like feel like the stranger in the room. Okay. The short elevator for pitch for Capsule is we make it really easy for businesses to collect videos from their customers or their employees, uh, and then we edit them automatically. So we add, like, music and lower third graphics and some branding, and so they're instantly ready to share. So if you're a business that wants to record, like, uh, customer testimonials, for example, you can use Capsule, create a link, send it out to your customers, incentivize them in some way. Mm. They can record some feedback for you. You get that content. They might share it, but also you can share it too to help promote your business. Mm. Oh, got it, got it. I think what's interesting is like obviously the create creator community is like growing and tools for creators, like which is what this is. But Champ, when I when I hear you talk about it, it's like you're bringing a lot of these creator tools to like a business environment where they haven't really existed before, right? Like. You know, with the mm-hmm. advent of Snapchat and then stories, like it really became like that pictures are not enough anymore. Like, show me how that's you're right. Putting like your, the initial. Yeah. Um, so my background is much more in consumer social products, um, and um, you know, the insight for Capsule initially was uh, products like TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram. These these cameras that made it so easy for consumers to record and share a video and distribute that instantly. 
um, but businesses didn't really have a tool that felt it was like it was purpose built for them. Mm -hmm. And so that's our, that's kind of what we're building is almost like a TikTok for businesses or maybe like a Canva for video. Those are some of the analogies that we use to describe. Yeah. Like during the pandemic, I did use a tool. I, I, it's skipping me now. I can't remember the name, but, uh, we were trying to find ways to connect to our clients since we couldn't see them and yeah. on a sales driven you know cycle everything is on a physical <laughs> right the physical experience so i was making these videos through i can't remember the name again but i was making these quick little videos that i could send and it could i could put it in the email and you could see the video mm-hmm. without having to click it yeah, open, open it. send it to their page yeah. No, I, I, that wasn't. I'll look for it and I'll send it to you guys, and and yeah, and then it was easy because I was sending them a personal message, yeah, and then they could click on it and I could have it go to whatever I wanted it to go to, uh-huh. and they could respond with yeah. another one, and that was the first time for me, and I was like, I have to find a better way because like I can't just keep sending them emails. All they're receiving is emails, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So that was nice, and, and this kind of brings me to that uh, in a way, yeah. like how to create your own. Like imagine all the salespeople that want to create their own content, ask their clients. Yeah, like, that's what I do. Yeah. I, I send these. I send because like I, I'm a designer, so I send these. I could just send like here's the designs, but I'd rather like walk you through the designs, talk what it does. But um, and anyway, we're we're getting to the end of the episode here. We're here to well, talk about mobility. Yeah. What What are some of the takeaways we uh, we've I, had? I wanted before we go there. I just, just want to know that. how the juice is. What's how's the juice cleanse going? I know you're halfway <laughs> through the juice, and I'm like watching them. Like, how's that going? It's, is that, it's so good, actually. Is it good? I'm so surprised. Yeah, okay. it was based on reviews, yeah. so right. it's really good. Ask her in 36 hours. Right, exactly. Ask me, yeah. I hate everything. Here we are. Podcast it's three days, seven pod, juices a day. Podcast one, first it. juice. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I on the mobility thing. I mean, look, I I'm just super excited to get back up and running. Like we've been we've been working. You know, like the equivalent of startup land. We'd be like we're in stealth mode, right? And we're just just ready to bring the product to market. I know a lot of our passengers are ready to get back on the train, and we're ready to host them. I can't wait to show off some of the mobility stuff, the loyalty things that we've got going on. So, you know, I just like get on that website, sign up, and like offers will be coming to bring you all back. And can't can't wait to start running. Awesome, awesome, man. Well, I can't wait to to be a part of the generation that reimagines mobility in this post COVID world. Yes, you know the 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 the, the baseboards are up. Right. And uh, and we we get to reimagine it and um, yeah man well thanks for coming. I'm up. really hoping that the four of us can get together, get one of those four tops, and um, we we'll talk all about it. Bottle of champagne and with the sparklers coming through, first one for sure. Yeah sparklers man, for sure. Yeah, I got a couple spots up in Palm Beach Island. We can go. We can go check out. Yeah, we got to do this. We got to get the podcast also rolling on the train. That'd be cool. We yeah. got to figure out how to do that, Joe. I don't know. No, we're already John. Ready. We're gonna record via Brightline. How can we do that? <laughs> we'll talk. We're ready to go. Yeah, he, I'll just. With Joel just needs internet connection, and then you know Elizabeth, you got the stuff to actually record everything. So all right, well, yeah. it's official then. We'll make right. it happen. All right. So wait a minute. So the so when, when on the on, on one of the inaugural rides, you want to do a little I podcast? Do. I on do want to do a podcast. I think that'd be super cool. Let's make right. that happen for that'd sure. Let's awesome. do that. Let's ink it. We signed this document. Real Let's quick. do that. Yeah. Uh, high five. You heard it high here high. first. <laughs> we, we, we've christened it with a high five. No, the four tops coming back in person with sparklers, maybe some booze, maybe some juice. We'll see. Love it. Yeah. Definitely some. Juice, I'm in. De- definitely some juice. It better, better be a juice bar on this bright line, or, or uh, I'm, I'm not riding. But uh, but yeah, man. Well, uh, you know, uh, we don't have but a second. But let's hear it from a word from our sponsor, the Google Sheet. The Google Sheet uh, is the single source of truth for all things Miami tech, art, music, and now mobility. Uh, it kind of is just an open source Google Sheet. Uh, to find it, you just go to the googlesheet.com and it redirects you to an open access Google Sheet. Uh, tonight we're playing chess as always at the corner. Tomorrow is the bi-weekly uh, Chris Adamo um, Miami Welcome Tech Entrepreneurs Happy Hour at the Freehold. Always a vibe. I've let, I wonder, uh, is it going to be? Is it going to be packed this week? We'll see. I think so. It's always packed. It is always I've packed. I've gone to. Packed. I went last week. It was packed, and it's always packed. Yeah, it's yeah. always packed. Uh, there looks like there's a seaworthy collective thing they got going on here. Uh, there's a there's a couple of series of these going on. Uh, Sebastian uh, Maniscalco or something. I, I don't know how to say his name, but he's one of the funniest guys ever. He's playing hard rock for three nights. Uh, there's the eclectic playground and nonviolent communication edition. At uh, and and again, this is. Uh, it is an open access Google Sheet, so I have no idea what this is. But if you are interested, check it out. Uh, nothing really going on over the weekend, it seems like, uh, according to the Google Sheet. But um, yeah, that's you know, pretty much it. If checking even... out when you can. 
Yeah, if you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to come back next week. As always, you guys know that you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram. We also go live every Tuesday, 10 a.m. On Jolt Radio. And then real quick, how do they? How, how would someone sign up for Brightline or get, get notifications of what's happening? Yeah, when you go to gobrightline.com, you'll see uh, it should be a, a pop-up that says, hey, click here to subscribe. So just drop your email in there, uh, and you'll be on our list. And, and we'll be coming out with some, some interesting emails and offers and click-throughs and capsule videos and all that stuff. We're doing it. We're doing it. All right, so, so we're going to throw a party on the inaugural ride. We're going to record often and uh yeah thanks That's for it. listening everyone thanks again guys thanks for See having us bye champ thanks guys